Okay, Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week, this week, we're talking about the 48th law. Last law. Assume formlessness. Jaren, this is the last law, bro. I know you have a translation. Hit us with that translation. This is a celebration. This is a a momentous and joyous occasion, sir. Yeah, so um, for the 48th law, I don't have a translation, believe it or not. Come no. on, bro. Nah, I'm joking. You let me down. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a translation. Actually, the translation, I can't remember if I used this as a translation before. I feel like I used it as an outro, probably. But um, I think it was like on Law 22, which was, um, what was it? Transform weakness into power. And basically, I said empty oh wait a minute empty your mind be formless shapeless like water now you put water into a cup it becomes the cup you put water into a bottle it becomes the bottle you put it into a teapot it becomes the teapot now water can flurl on or it can crash that was a bruce lee quote yeah you sounded nothing like bruce lee (laughs) but i appreciate the quote yeah i definitely appreciate the quote okay that's perfect that's perfect for this and um i guess i can go into a few words from the og robert green himself right uh you can all right. By taking shape, by having a visible plan, you open yourself to attack. Instead of taking a form for your enemy to grasp, keep yourself adaptable and on the move. Accept the fact that nothing is certain and no law is fixed. The best way to protect yourself is to be fluid and formless as water. Never bet on stability or lasting order. Everything changes. As a Marine Corps veteran, I was going to say, it sounds like OGRG was a fan of Bruce Lee, too. Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, as a Marine Corps veteran, bro, there's this one saying that sticks in my head. We said it over and over and over. It We said it all the time. Hoorah. Imp- no, nah, not that one. We this said that my, one over and over, too. This is my rifle. There's nah. no one. Like and it's not hoorah. That's an Army thing. We're oorah. And this is my rifle. That's another one that was said a lot. Semper Fidelis was another one that we said a lot. But this one, it, it was kind of like the the Marine Corps is like the the we don't we don't get the best of the best. The Air Force gets the best of the best. If there's some money to be spent, they spend it on the Air Force. Once they're done spending on the Air Force, they might give it to the Navy. And after they give it to the Navy, they might pass it down to the Marine Corps right before they throw it in the trash. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this saying was a popular saying for us: improvise, adapt, and overcome. So in layman's terms, you take a situation that prevents it or that presents itself, you assess that situation, you make do with what you have, and then you overcome the situation. So it's not about having all of the tools. It's not about doing it the way you've always done it. Or giving up because you don't have everything you need. Or having all the money. Right, exactly. Waiting to be satisfied before you take action is very rigid, okay? This law is about being fluid and formless, like water. You got to be able to adapt, baby. You got to be able to move. Yeah, you got to be able to move. You got to be able to float like that butterfly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so so, I immediately thought... Who was the most formless individual I've ever seen? Who always adapted? Who used this law to a T? 
the T one thousand did. Okay. You know what the T one thousand is? The T one thousand. Yes. I feel like that's a calculator, bro. <laughs> that would be the T eighty six, T I eighty six. Right. Okay. Or something like that. So the T one thousand that I'm referring to is Oh, wait, 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 wait. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. T one thousand. That's um that's a uh, uh, Terminator. Yes. That's that's Terminator two. Yeah, that's the second gen Terminator. Ooh, it's Terminator two, baby. I knew it. So I don't even watch movies like that, but I know that one. Okay. So yeah, the T one thousand was a Terminator. Uh, so the original Terminators were uh, from the movie Terminator were like these exoskeletons. They were made out of this very hard metal, and they put like this rubber on them to make them look like people. And that was the T one hundreds. Bro, that's very technical about this movie. I didn't realize it was that technical. I, I I'm gonna go back and watch it now. Well, that's <laughs> so that's the T one hundreds. That's what Arnold Schwarzenegger was. So the T one thousand that was played by Robert Patrick. So the T one thousand was made out of this liquid uh, metal. Yeah, liquid metal, right? And so or was it liquid nitrogen? Uh, well, liquid metal. It was metal, right? Yeah. And so liquid nitrogen is what killed him, I believe. Yeah, that's right. You're right about that. Um. So, but he was able to change into any uh, what was the word? Uh, basically, living organism. So he can he could change into any person so he can basically work out any situation. Say you slam the door closed like there was a scene where they uh, closed the elevator on him. Well, he was able to do his liquid thing and just kind of seep through the cracks and get into the elevator. He was the ultimate killing machine, even more so than Arnold Schwarzenegger's T-100. So the T-1000 was absolutely using this law and uh the only reason he died was because of the liquid nitrogen yeah they caught him slipping with that liquid nitrogen they froze but he, yeah he could have came back though pieces. yeah they shattered him to pieces actually they didn't even kill him now that i think about it because he came back because he was in they was in like a steel mill or something so it was hot still yeah and so it melted the liquid nitrogen stuff or the liquid nitrogen melted, I guess, and he came back together. Oh. Then they had to yeah. shoot him and like knock him into like, like, not lava, but whatever the fiery lava stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, that's how. It yeah, came. I would, I would say spoiler alert, but that movie oh, was like a hundred thousand yeah, years it, old. But it came out no, thirty no, years ago, so no, no, it's like a hundred <laughs> years old. So if you ain't seen it yet, you ain't going to go see it. We're gonna tell you the movie. Did you All did right. you know did you know the Titanic uh, sank at the end? I don't know if that's a spoiler, but yeah, you just you just killed it. You just killed it. Now you told him that the Titanic sank. Yeah, but that movie what thir- uh, twenty what ninety five right something like that. Which one? So it was like twenty two years old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they both were made by the same person, James Cameron. Terminator oh, two I didn't realize that. Terminator two. James Cameron didn't he make uh. Uh, what's that one? Avatar. Uh, Avatar. There you go. Yeah, he, he's okay. the man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, he's pretty dope. He's got some really good movies out there. He adapts. He 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 can adapt to any situation. He uses this. And he's well. formless, like water. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could do. He <laughs> could do right. the love stuff, or he could do the stuff where he's shooting up. You know, whole. There you go. He can police. do the sci-fi stuff yeah. where you you made out of liquid metal. That's never gonna happen. But all right, back to the law. So the OG says that people are weighed down by a system and inflexible ways of doing things. Those people, they can't move fast and they can't sense or adapt to change. Okay, so if you're that rigid, you won't be able to adapt and move fast to change. You're going to be stuck. So you need to learn how to move fast and adapt or you will be eaten. So the suggestion is to be formless because predators can't attack what they can't see. All right. My example for this is comedians, bro. Think mm-hmm. about comedians. Mm-hmm. Comedians if you're are comedians. only as good. Yeah, if you're only as good as your written jokes, it's likely you're not gonna last long in stand up or TV shows or movies. Right. The more formless you are as a comedian, the better. Because the best stand up comedians, they're witty. They have this trait to be spontaneously funny. No matter the situation, no matter where they are, they can just be funny. 
what happens when you have a heckler dog what's what's gonna happen dude this is crazy that you're saying that's because you know i'll be going to these weird places on youtube and this week i watched probably like five hours of comedians destroying hecklers and well <laughs> or, or so-called destroying hecklers so some of them were a lot more funny than others and i think it's for the reason that you were just about to explain yeah man you you got to be formless you got to be able to move off the cuff you know what i'm saying and all i was going to say was that what happens if you have a heckler is that it's going to hurt your brand if the guy seated in the audience is funnier than you are on the stage right so formless you have to be formless so when that girl in the audience is trying to be funnier than you you got to have a quick comeback that's funny enough to have the entire room crying laughing it's going to shut her down and it's going to make you look like a god of comedy yeah i saw this one where this guy he was he was like yeah so the first time i had sex and he paused and the and there was a heckler girl and she was like was that last night and the whole audience was cracking up oh wow and, they, and he was just like kind of nodded i mean she got like a whole 20 second laugh out of it like they were really dying and after it died down he was like yeah i'm glad you remembered it last night or something like that he's like i'm glad you remembered it right and okay he turned the crowd right back to him so he could have gotten killed right there he could have gotten thrown okay. off, but he, he was able to let her get her little laugh, which I guess he kind of used all that time to come up with his best comment. To come up with something. Exactly. Exactly. That makes sense. Imagine, though, imagine if he was just strictly off written and he just had no comeback. You know how bad that would have been for him? Right. He probably would have got thrown off, wouldn't have been able to come back to his written jokes. It would have been all bad for him. Luckily, he was agile enough, although 20 seconds is too long. Well, he, he couldn't. Like I said, they were just really laughing, and he was just kind of like, yeah, you got me. He was like just kind of nodding his head. Like, Th yeah, that's what me. I'm saying, though. I really feel um, a D.L. Hewley or a, a D. Ray Davis, they would have hit the hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on to shut everybody down real quick and would have had a quicker comeback than that. I think you would have to see it um, to see how the timing worked. It, it it worked out the way he did it. It worked out for him? Okay. I, th I think it was perfect the way it happened because you, like, because again, you were really thinking he lost this, this exchange. Yeah. But then it was like that. It's kind of like a rope-a-dope kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. That's fair. Like I said, man, um, as a comedian, you have to be formless. In life, you have to be formless, but just wanted to throw that analogy out there for what a comedian has to be because if all you can do is just the written stuff and be rigid and all you can tell is the jokes that you wrote when you were by yourself in the quiet when you're out in front of people and life throws you something some some chicken audience takes your joke and throws it back at you you got to be able to you know reverse that let it bounce off you and throw it back or, so. or how about uh, a story you told me once about how you went to go see Charlie Murphy, uh, God bless the dead. You went to go see him, and then sometime later you went to see him again, and he was still doing the same routine. Bro, I was really disappointed about that. I was really disappointed. Now, take that and compare that to somebody like Andrew Schultz. No, no, no. Before you even go there, sorry. Kevin Hart, bro. I went to go see Kevin Hart, uh -huh. and I saw it with, it was just me and my wife. And one group of friends, and they were disappointed that they didn't get to see him. So he was at the, another comedy club two weeks later. We went to go see him two weeks later, and seventy-five percent of the jokes were different. Wow. And the quarter of the jokes that were the same, he changed the way that they were. They weren't bit, yeah. exactly the same. You he's working on them. He, he's constantly developing the joke to make it you know and he's basically practicing the joke you know, it was actually shocking that i saw him two weeks later and he had a whole different set and the stuff that he did that was the same i couldn't even follow it like i was in my head i was like i know i'm gonna be re be able to repeat a lot of these jokes but they they went like 
they had some twists and some turns in them. Yeah. He he changed them up. And so I'm I am really uh I respect what Kevin Hart does. So so comedians comedian. so comedians, at least the good ones, are also masters of the forty eighth law. Definitely. They're definitely formless. How bad would it be if all they did was if, if they were rigid and all they did was tell the same jokes all the time? That would be terrible. Like, how bad would you be if you were an athlete and all you had was one crossover every time, all the time? It was always to the left. You knew what was going to happen. How bad would you be as an athlete? People, are, you know, people will catch on to you that watch the tape. Right. You'll be stuck. You'll be dead. Like, it'll be no good. Got to be formless. You got to be able to see a situation while it's coming up. And when it comes, you need to be able to do something different. So, Keys to power. All right. The OG spoke about how humans set a structured form to get through life. We all do this. We want structure. We want repetitiveness. Okay. That's what makes us comfortable. This is expressed through rituals, traditions, and socially acceptable actions or activities, according to the OG. He says that the forms do change often. And so think about this. Fashion, technology, and language. Now, these are things that there are forms you're not supposed to wear white shoes after Labor Day. Uh, technology. Technology, you know, you want to have some, whatever people think of as great, you want to try to make that. As far as language, that's, I mean, English language has, for the most part, been the same for hundreds of years. But on the flip side, they show signs of change as well. Slang changes language. So you add this for slang. Yep, yep. Fashion, people in fashion. They start they start breaking the fashion rules and making it their own. Right. And so those changes show signs of life. But that rigidity looks like death. When you do the same thing every year, all the time, it just looks dead and boring. OK, man, that that actually like knowing the slang could save your life. Like if you're like an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't be you can't walk up like hey job turkey you know like people know like wait a minute, what <laughs> like, what are you talking about bro where are you from hey, like no they'll what? know that you're not from around there yeah yeah so they they definitely have to be able to adapt to whatever slang there is or else you know their cover might be blown that's true the og gave an example about how young folk will take your rigid form or your style or your tradition. They'll laugh at it, spit on it, stomp on it, and do whatever they can to take that rigid style and make it different so it'll fit them. So in other words, they, they make it cool. You know what I'm saying? And so the hot take of the week is the OG said that the powerful are usually the people who are creative when they were in their youth, when they were younger. And they express something new in a new form. And because of that, they were rewarded with power because of their gift of creativity that they share with everybody. But as they get older, they become more rigid and more conservative. And they assume this path of a person that they plan to be. And they become predictable and boring. Okay. And so think about this. You take like a Madonna, right? And during her time... She was really wild, unpredictable. You didn't know what she was going to do. Yep. She was very groundbreaking, right? But as she got older, she's a mom. She can't be that groundbreaking and that unpredictable anymore. Well, and she, so, I mean, it, you said she can't. You said she can't. I mean, she could, but she she isn't, though. Like, she's doing the same thing. I would stuff. imagine she chose not to. Well, right? like, she kissed Britney Spears, and that was supposed to be a big deal. Uh, I guess it might have been a big deal that year, but she did it this year. You know, kissed a woman. It would be like, oh, okay, right. Because all right. Speaking of Britney Spears, let's talk about that. Take a Britney Spears, a Lindsay Lohan, or a Floyd Mayweather. Okay, they seem crazy how, how, during how their that? time. How do you put all them together? No, they they were unpredictable. They were unpredictable. Floyd Mayweather, at the end of the fight, you had no idea what that man was going to say. Britney Spears, you had no idea what she was going to do, whether she was going to shave her head or be crazy. Lindsay Lohan, she was all drugged up. You had no idea what she was going to do. As they got older, though, they were less unpredictable. 
and they became what you consider boring. I think like Floyd Mayweather when he's in front of a camera, he's super respectable and he's being nice about the fighter he just fought. He's not talking crazy about him. Britney Spears, where is she? I don't even know where she is. She's so predictable now. She and watched. Lindsay Lohan, she's on watch. I don't film. know where the hell she is either. You said what? I said Britney Spears is on Watched FM. Okay. She could be on Watched FM, but that's very predictable now. She's watched and she's very predictable. Like, she's not unpredictable anymore. And mm -hmm. so she would be considered boring nowadays. I mean, she can be out here doing crazy shit still, but she's not. Yeah, Mike Tyson, he, he did the opposite. Like, he was pretty predictable and kind of quiet and shy as a as a youngster. But then after he got out of jail, dude was an animal. He was coming out talking about eating people's kids and stuff. No, I think he originated savage, bro. Like, he was really <laughs> a savage. He was actually eating people. He was biting ears and shit. He was the original savage. Yeah, now, he became unpredictable as an older boxer. But then again, after that, he became predictable again. He's quiet. Like, you, I mean... Well, he chilled back out. But yeah, he's, he's back on chill. Uh, Lady Gaga, she was kind of unpredictable. I mean, I haven't seen what she's doing lately, but she's more reserved. But she's not walking and around with meat dresses. Exactly. She's not... Yo, that's the same exact picture that i had in my mind when i said that she's predictable now <laughs> she's not walking around with meat dresses on okay right. she's considered boring to a lot of people and so with that the point that the og was trying to make and that i'm trying to make right now is that um when you're when you're young and unpredictable well, not young i take that back because it doesn't matter the age really when you're unpredictable and you have that creativity and you're just doing what you do, that what you want to do, it's rewarded with power because you're adapting to whatever you want to do. You're not taking that rigid form that those those uh, social confines that everybody wants you to live by. You're not boring and rigid in that way. Okay. Photographers are like that a lot too. When they first get started, they are all full of these new ideas and stuff. And they're trying to do things that are um, outside of what be, would be considered the norm. But then as they get older, they start getting set in their ways. And they start shooting the exact same way all the time. And just using the same kind of backdrops in the same That's locations. True. That's and true. And they never change. Um, so and then, they, and then it seems like they start following what the, what the norms are of the textbook photographer shoots are right like oh yeah whenever you get to this situation you're supposed to do it like this and when you see this you're supposed to do it just like when i was back home and i was kicking it with you and i saw that picture uh of that like the slight alleyway with the with the arch in the background mm -hmm. and you were kind of looking at it like ah i'm so tired of that picture right you know what i'm saying when you're in st louis and you're a photographer there shooting a wedding and you're around that part of town Every photographer feels like they have to take that shot. That's rigid. It's and that's like and that's I, boring. And I remember the first time I saw that situation and I was with a couple and I was like, oh, wow. Like the arches back there. There's some water right here in this alley. Let me take a picture of their reflection in the water with the arch back in the background. And then after and so it was a completely original idea for myself i did you know i just kind of happened upon this situation and then i looked up and every single wedding <laughs> that comes through that area does that exact picture yo why'd you try to look down on me though when i was talking about how wow that's a pretty good shot and he was like uh that shot again i mean everybody does that <clears throat> That's just the nature. You could let me live for a minute, man. That's that's just the nature of wedding photography. Like you know, especially when you're just in one little area like this, you know, everybody wants to go to the same place, and so for for a photographer, it would get very old. You know, always going to Forest Park and taking a picture in front of this water. It's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, but as for the, couple, as the person or, that's being or, shot, though, yeah, for the person that's being shot, they feel like they have to have that photo because their cousin had that right. photo, and so their it, dad had that photo. And so, and this, and this is where you have to adapt as a photographer, and you have to act excited 
and like, oh, wow, this is a great idea. Or, you know, you have to act like this is a brand new thing, even though you've done it a hundred times before. Yeah. So you kind of have to adapt in that way, even though it's kind of rigid artistically. But on the business end, it wouldn't be wise for you to be like, uh, nah, I do this all the time. True. Now, according to the OG, when you're locked in the past, the powerful look comical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just think about this show. Can you imagine if Wu-Tang Clan came out in their same style of clothes with their same rap style from the 90s? Wouldn't that be comical? Now, these people, this group was a powerhouse in the mm-hmm. 90s. It's 2017. If they came out with those same clothes, same style, same rap style, they would be laughed at today. True. And... and I think OG made his point very well. When I got, you're locked in the past, you look powerful, or the powerful look comical. I got, I got, I got an even better one. What if, like, okay. Larry Bird comes out to come hoop, and he still got them little shorts on? You know what? You know what? Everybody's wearing smaller shorts. They're not as little as Larry Bird's, <laughs> but they're not as long as they used to be when Jordan was playing, bro. So he wouldn't look that out of line. He would get a couple of laughs. You know what? He might actually start a trend if he came out. Bro. Probably would, especially if he was balling. <laughs> right, especially if he was hooping, bro. Especially if he was hooping. Okay, well, okay, let's, let's do one better. What if he came out or the guy comes out, you know, Pistol Pete, and he's like looking looking at the ball while he's dribbling, dribbling with just one hand and doing crossovers with one hand. Like he's not even using his left at all. Nah, <laughs> like dog, you know, that'd no, be bad. You know, players with like very right hand dominant or whatever they No do. no no. I- exactly. What what if when he went to go shoot the free throws, he was doing the grandma underhand like you, you spin the ball from between your legs, you, you throw the shot up. Right. Like you're not even shooting a overhand jump shot. Right. Yeah. That wouldn't be that would be no good in twenty seventeen. The OG related being formless to emulating water or mercury and assuming the shape of what's around it. So if it's in a box, it takes the shape of a box. If it's in a glass, it takes the form of a cylinder. This is a power play because the opponent will have a hard time predicting your strategy and your next move. Okay. Conspiracy theorists believe water cannot curve. And I'm sitting here trying to think of this in my mind. So basically how they say the earth isn't, how they say the earth is flat. Yeah, they prove they, their way of proving this is because water can't curve. Oh, gotcha. So you're saying that the Earth is round, the Earth can't be round because water can't curve. Right. Is that really a thing though? Because what happens with a waterfall, bro? Like, on a waterfall, the water it, it goes on down. one plane, it drops down. Uh, Oh, so I guess it can't make a curve around. It would drop, right? It'll fall out, technically. That's probably because of a thing called gravity. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I've. I've been trying to work that one in my head for a little bit, and that's. That's actually pretty interesting. I haven't heard that one. Yeah. That that's that's pretty interesting. It's like even if you had like a a spear. I know we're going off a bit. Let's say you had a ball. And then you put like a glass circle casing around it, and then you put water around it. That water is going to be flat. It, it won't curve around the ball. Like if you, unless you filled it up. But if you didn't fill it up, you filled it up halfway. The water. The water would curve if it was going at a slow enough speed. Like if you were just dripping water on top of it, it will take the shape of the ball. No, 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 no. This this is probably a conversation for after the show. So I'll just stop it there. Okay. You're probably right. You're probably right. All right. Because, yeah, you didn't even have to go there, dog. You're taking me like. I'm just but saying, I was being, I'm, I'm just I was the being formless. feel like the water can't. can't I curve. was being formless. I was taking on that conversation. I was ready to do it because I can adapt. And okay? I was just sharing I was something formless. I learned this just in the past couple of days. So. All right, so how was this done? How do you assume formlessness? And so there are two things that the OG talked about. He says, number one, train yourself to take nothing 
personally because once you get defensive you start showing weakness and the opponent knows that button to press and once he or she knows that button to press they're gonna start jamming on it so you can't go showing your emotion you can't go taking everything personal or anything personal you got to just internalize it and just keep it to yourself and then you can cry in the car <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can scream in the car. You can bang on the steering wheel in the car. You know, Brown said everything is business. It's never personal. You know, Brown from New Jack City. If you ain't seen the movie, go see it. Should we go ahead and spoiler alert that one too? Um, sure. He got murked. He got murked in the end. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's actually a kind of a bad spoiler, but okay. You knew he wasn't gonna live. Oh, he that that ruckus he was creating in the world, bro. You, everybody knew he was gonna die eventually. All right, and there was no part two. You knew he was gonna get murked. I, I don't even consider that a spoiler alert. I just helped you understand what was gonna happen earlier than what you might have thought about it. All right. Second way to assume formlessness: play the chameleon. Okay. You need to adapt to your surroundings on the outside. Play to overcome at a later time on the inside. Okay? Okay. This way the opponent won't be ready for your attack. And you can make sure that your attack is sufficient before you go acting on it. Okay. So, so I got one for this. I got an example. So another character from a movie or from the fantasy world. So, the movie X-Men. The big arch nemesis in that movie was who? Magneto? Wrong. So, was it? It, might seem, wrong? it might seem like it was Magneto, right? But for, okay. for, but for real, Mystique was running the whole show. Mystique? Which one is that one? Mystique is the blue woman. Oh, the blue woman? Who was the, the one that be? Yeah. So... She was the one. She's always in the middle of things. She's always she's always in the mix. That's true. She's always in the mix. She's always creating. Isn't that the, Katniss from uh from from the one? It is. Okay. It is, I believe. Um, so she's always she's always causing trouble. She's always setting stuff off. You know, she's she's assassinating people and making people think of somebody else to start wars. She, I believe, is the most powerful character. Okay. It's kind of like like the people like on Survivor. You know, she's she's that person in the background. Like you don't see her, you know, actually being a leader and running things like out in the front like saying you do this, you do that, but she's the most powerful character because she can't be touched. You can't ever like the only people who knows is her. It's like Wolverine because he can smell her. Right. But everybody else, I mean, she's basically ending the world. Hmm. I didn't think I didn't think of it that way. That's true. She was always in the mix. And you know what? That was a there was a law about that way, way, way earlier, like within the first ten laws. I can't think of it right now. It's a super impromptu. That you don't want to be the leader yourself. You wanna be the right hand person. You wanna be Steve Bannon. (laughs) <laughs> you want to be the right hand man or woman because they're going to take all the heat for being the face of it but you get to run the entire show bro because steve you're bannon, influencing the leader steve bannon is like their real life mystique like donald trump is taking all the heat but steve bannon was running the show <laughs> right so all right uh, where are we now? Because you didn't. You just gave the two the two uh, things you said. The last, the second ah. thing is to be a chame- chameleon. Yep, yep. Second thing is to be. We're talking about um, how do you assume formlessness? Train yourself not to take anything personally, and you need to play the chameleon. Now, the OG was very clear about formlessness, and this is how we're gonna end this thing. You need to know this. Being formless is a tool to gain power. Okay. It's not meant for you to go with the flow or simply agree with people just to avoid conflict. You need to use formlessness with a purpose. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be formless. They want me to move left, so I'm going to move left. 
oh now they want me to move right so i'm gonna move right i'm a formless person because i just move wherever people move me i'm a pawn wrong that's not the point of being formless the point of being formless is to adapt in a way that you can gain power all right so just wanted to make that clear because the og made that clear you got anything about that bro um again mystique even though she was basically a henchman on the surface but she also was doing these things because she had her own agenda as well so okay so yeah and now it's now it's time for the reversal okay now this entire law was about avoiding rigidity not being rigid and maintaining formlessness right we talked about being abstract and unpredictable the reversal is to ensure that when you do strike that it's concentrated it's focused and with purpose so i know we talked about okay you don't want to be rigid you want to be formless you want to be unpredictable you want to be abstract but there's going to be a time because this is what you're this is what you're trying to do this is what the power is for this is why you're trying to gain the power you're trying to put yourself in position to win and when you're in that position you need to make sure when you strike on the opponent that is focused and with purpose. Once you get the opponent in your claws, don't try to get cute and try something new. Don't try nothing fresh. Don't try nothing cool. You need to simply finish the job. Remember Law 15, crush the enemy totally. All right? That's how that works. So I got a question. Yeah. So let's go back to the photographer thing. So would you say... It is being formless and adapting if you like I have certain rules that I follow, but I am able to interchange the rules depending on the situation. Okay. Now, they might be classic rules, so to speak, but I use them again, depending on the situation. I'm not like stand here stand here let's do this it's like okay I've seen a person standing in front of a wall before I should set my camera to this because this makes sense technically and that's just a rule I follow okay when you said as soon as you said I have rules that sounded really rigid right and then when you said they're interchangeable I feel like that was still rigid because you're taking the same rules and you're interchanging them in some way. However, uh, what you explained was different from interchanging, though. It sounded like it was more like changing. So you have this idea of what you want to do, as you should, because OG is not telling you not to plan. You have a plan. And then when it comes to the situation, if that plan doesn't go it, like you think or something is better you can move like water to a new plan right that sounds like it's formless okay right because just think about this when you think about water being formless water initiates in some type of stream right like say your faucet mm -hmm. it starts off coming from the faucet in the stream that's that's a form but then when it gets to the glass or the bowl or a box or in the bottom of the sink it starts taking it form changes, of something different right yeah it changes right and so i don't think there's anything wrong with starting with a plan or starting with an idea but when that idea or whatever it is starts to change or or, or doesn't look like it's going to work you need to be able to adapt to something different so yeah i consider that formless still okay in my opinion <clears throat> same thing with the sports thing you might have you might go in like in football, you might go in with a script, which basically means like, you know, you're calling the offensive plays and you say, OK, we're going to call these plays in this order. But if the defense is shutting it down or they're doing something different. You might abandon that whole set of plays that you right. that you worked on. Right. And you might go to something different. Right. And that's being formless. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. All right. all right. That's all I got, bro. So this has been um, the final episode. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was going to say another. I was going to yeah. say, no, the last. This is this has been the last episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. Wait, wait, wait. And time out, yo. I, I feel like we need to celebrate this, man. You have to celebrate your wins, no matter how small they are. And we went through 40 
Eight Laws of a Book by Robert Greene. We went through all 48 of them. We didn't skip one. We went through every single one of them. We dissected it. We gave good examples. We made thought-provoking examples. We've debated. We've agreed. We've laughed. We joked. We cried. Maybe not cried. <laughs> Maybe we did cry. But we just didn't just did it off off mic. Yeah, off mic. True. We did it off camera, off mic. I cried today. But the point is, is that we went through this whole thing. We started with an objective and we were able to finish it. And I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of the corporate streets. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Um, we set out to do this thing and we did it. It took a little longer than 48 weeks, but that's okay. Nobody's counting. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We didn't we didn't set the time limit to say it has to be 48 weeks. It's about starting something <laughs> and going through it and finish it. Yo, check it. We wanted to give you guys quality work. Like, we actually listen to the law, sometimes multiple times. For me, a lot of the times, I listen to the laws at least three times before I brought my opinions and my ideas to you guys and um, to you guys and gals. You know, some people take offense to that. To you people. Well, shit. Some That's people, even more offensive. Some people, <laughs> to you, some people take offense to that. To, to, to all the listeners, I made sure that I was... I tried to be prepared for you guys. For okay, I'm done. <laughs> I tried to be prepared for everyone, okay? And so uh I tried to be prepared for the listeners. And we got it done. So I'm excited about that. I'm proud of that. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And here you are. You can listen to it over and over. I'm gonna go back and listen to the series again, by the way, Jaron, because I wanna hear, you know, it's it's taken a close to a year. I want to hear how law number three, law number four, and law number five, how they sound and yeah. how I've used them and how I could use them. Yeah. I've already done a little bit of this, listen to older laws and realize like, wow, I need to use this more often. Definitely. So. Definitely. I, I definitely plan on doing the same thing and then trying to master these laws or the, master the knowledge and retain the knowledge of all these laws and be able to uh, hopefully just be able to like to quote them and share them with people i mean i might kind of know like all the laws inherently you know when a situation comes up but i want to be able to share it um right on the spot with people that's my goal so. Yeah, man, the coolest thing, and we might even do a show about this um, after the fact sometime soon, but the coolest thing I've done so far with the laws is a friend has asked me for advice, and I was able to give that friend advice based on the laws and chaining two to three to four laws together to give sound advice, and it made sense, and it sounded good, and they were happy with the advice that I gave, and it was based on ideas from the laws that we discuss every week so that was pretty dope to me yeah man so uh is this gonna be our last show because i kind of thought we was gonna have this kind of conversation on, like <laughs> on, the, on, the, on another podcast but are we gonna no i mean we have a whole show worth of this and it's gonna be more focused and maybe we give examples of how we use it or something i don't know okay we, we can gloat and talk about how great it was i just felt like at the end of this show I wanted the people to hear that I'm, you know, well, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited that we got this thing done and we went through because, you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't think I've look at this. I'm, I'm like giving away like <laughs> I don't think I've ever finished a full book like and if I did, it was only like one time that I went to a book from beginning to end. Yeah, this is probably my first time doing it outside of what schools made me do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I've no. done a bunch of magazines. I love reading magazines, but full books, I've never read a full book. I know for me, man, I'm just happy to get my day back on my couple of days back. <laughs> a week. That's that's what I'm most excited about. So. Listeners, like seriously, we actually put time in. We actually put time in to make sure that we try to come with good examples there's actually times where we re-recorded because the examples that we gave felt like examples that we've given before. Right. And we felt like you as a listener deserve to hear a different example. And so we actually put time and thought in. I know we gave a lot of sports references because 
we believe that sports is analogous yeah, with life. But 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 when is the last time you heard us talk about Drake Meek Mill though? Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we actually had to record another show because I felt bad at going at the same example again. Although it really did fit, but I felt like you as the listeners deserved to hear different examples. And so Jaron was down. I'm so thankful that he was willing to re-record, but I felt terrible after listening back at it and I was like, man. I think I kind of called Did I call example. you out on it? Uh, no, no, no. I think after I told you, it was like, man, I really want to do this again because I dropped this example again and I don't like it mm. and I don't want to do it again. And then that's when you just let it fly. <laughs> you just let it fly like, yeah, didn't you just do this again? So, yeah. You let me have it, but after we talked about it. So, anyway. So, hope you guys enjoy what you got. It's 48 Laws. Oh, one more thing. Oh, go ahead, man. What well, one, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. And we can we can talk about this more in depth. Um, what we tried to bring here too is Robert Greene's book is dope. I really enjoyed the book. What we tried to bring was just a breath of fresh air to the book because it was very historical in this book. And um, we just wanted to try to bring more current examples, more 20, 2016, more 2017-ish. You know what I'm saying? For listeners who might not want to listen to courts and courtiers and such. And maybe 20 years from now, people will think like our references were old and they have to go do this all over again. So, Exactly exactly and that's fine so, i encourage people to do that i hope we were successful in that bringing entertaining examples things that were up to date things that are current events things that are things from your childhood that you might remember or things that are from your your adolescence that you might remember so i hope we was able to bring that all right all i'm right. done on my soapbox bro you can close this out so this has been the very last episode well Maybe not the last episode, but this has been the last law of the 48 Laws of Power. Yeah. Um, a book we have been reading by the man, the legend, Sir Robert Greene. The myth. Yeah. The phenomenon. Make sure you still buy his book. You can get the audio book like we've been listening to, or you can get the uh, paperback version, whatever. All that matters is that you support him because you know how he loves the ball and you know, well, I mean, did you, did you, did you hear about this thing with Jay-Z? Like turning down the, the uh, NFL to do the Super Bowl. Oh halftime? yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard about yeah, that. Yeah. Basically, um, you know, I'm assuming they just didn't have the money to pay him or they just didn't, they, you know, they wasn't paying enough. Well, it turns out OGRG actually can afford him and he's gonna have Jay-Z play at his nephew's bar mitzvah and you know oh, wow. you know that's expensive that's why you gotta get that book man and just because you listen to us doesn't mean you don't need the OG Robert Greene that's why you need to buy his book and just because you get OG Robert Greene's book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. We kind of compliment each other, man. I, I think it. I think of it like this: the OG Robert Green is like the season of fall, okay? And we're like okay, the pumpkin. My, fall's my favorite season. Okay, we're like the pumpkin spice, bro. We compliment what Robert Green has done. We try to make it taste better, similar to how pumpkin spice makes everything taste better in the fall, whether it's a latte whether it's cereal, no matter what it is, it's pumpkin spice all over the fall, bro. I do not subscribe to the pumpkin hype. I've never been one to do that. <laughs> it's pumpkin spice. It's not pumpkin. By the way, did you know it's, it's pumpkin, pumpkin spice has no pumpkin in it? That did you know that? Is crazy. Ain't that crazy? It is. There's no pumpkin in pumpkin spice. People, don't be fooled. I just learned that, by the way. So, Robert Greene, like, that's a good example, you know, the fall pumpkin thing. To me, he's more like an, like the Adidas NMDR1s. And we're like, 
the Adidas NMD XR ones. Yeah, we're cheaper. Yeah, we're more available. <laughs> but we're still dope. We still got some hype. <laughs> and yo, uh, we supposed to be complimenting, yo. We not supposed to be <laughs> degrading ourselves. <yo. laughs> I said we still dope and we still got some hype. <laughs> yeah, we might be cheaper. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you funny. pay for the podcast? I mean, nobody's paying to listen to this. All right, man. All right, fine. All right. Go ahead, man. So, just, uh, just, just close it out. There is no 49th law, so no law to give. But if you ever want to discuss anything with us, you can email us at thecorporatestreets at gmail.com. That's thecorporatestreets with a Z at gmail.com we are on twitter we are on facebook you can just search for the corporate streets on there because we are such tastemakers nobody else even has that name so we are the only corporate streets in the world and yeah. um yeah no law for next week so yo by the way there's no 49 there's no 49th law but there is the 50th law by 50 cent just want to throw that out there allegedly we're not we're not reading that <laughs> All right. And so this has been the final episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who say, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Peace. That's the Terminator reference, by the way. That is. He was adapting. He was being fluid. He couldn't walk around naked. He had to look like regular people. So he, had, he needed the guy's boots, clothes, and motorcycle. I'm surprised at how much I know about that movie. That's actually the best Terminator movie. That's, yeah. One and two. We don't recognize any others. No, no, no. I don't even care about one. Number two, bro. It's the best. Yeah. It's dope. Yep. All right. We out of here. Right. Peace. Enrich your life. Attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Powercast, Powercast, Powercast. Powercast. Powercast.